Brothers and sisters, welcome back to the podcast, I Need Answers. Today's a sad day. It's a little sad day. I don't know how I feel. It's uh, the last episode of the season. I'm actually wearing all black to commemorate this this sad day, but we're going to get through it. Try to hold back your tears. We still got something to cover, at least. But this is the last episode of the season. Um, and then we can, we'll conclude today by talking about what awaits for us in the future. Before getting into all that, we should start with a, a prayer. Let's gather our thoughts and our minds as we bow our heads. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Holy, holy, holy is your name, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you. For all that you have done for allowing us to walk in this journey, to learn what we have learned, to provide this platform for us so we can get to know our church better. We now humbly stand before you to ask you once again to continue to teach us, to continue to help us grow in our spiritual growth. I ask you that, God, to give me the ability to speak, use me as a vessel, and accept my services that I offer up onto you. Through the intercessions of the most holy Theotokos and all of the saints, for blessed are you unto ages and ages. Amen. Okay. All right. We are here. I feel like, you know, not high school graduation, because, like, I was kind of ready to leave. But, like, I don't know if you guys remember, like, elementary graduation, like, in fifth grade. Like, people are kind of, like, sad to leave. That's kind of how I feel. Like, I'm glad, like, you know, we're moving forward and we finished. But I don't know. We've been doing this podcasting for a while now. So, it's, uh, we, we're at the end and, you know, everything has to finish. And, yeah. But hopefully you've learned something. How, how do you feel? Like, did you learn something? Were you surprised about anything that we talked about? I I hope so. I mean, like, if you're like, no, I knew everything, then it's like, oh, okay. But hopefully you've learned something. Hopefully you've picked up something. Hopefully you're taking away something, either from the podcast, from the book, from, you know, from whatever, from all the sources that you've gotten. And please let me know, by all means, let me know. Leave a comment either on the podcast's website, podpeen.com, and uh, or if you're um, getting it from YouTube or even on Amazon, like make sure that you leave a message and let me know what you learned. I shouldn't make that like a, a call to action, right? So like let me know because comments help me for even the future to know what direction I'm going to go. So the last chapter is kind of reserved for it to think about like where we're going, like where we headed. So we've learned all the stuff. We've talked about what it is and like where we headed. Now, I mentioned in the book and I'll say it again. If you, I know different people are reading this book and different people are listening to this podcast, and I'm very, very sympathetic to that. Meaning, there may be people who've never really crossed paths with the Ethiopian Orthodox Church, and they're picking up this book to really just get 
an overview for the church. I get that. And there are some skeptics out there who are like, they can't really sign up for the Orthodox Church. And maybe they're picking up this book as a last resort to be like, okay, like, wait, what is it? This guy's claiming he got the answers. Let, let me know what he got to say. Uh, I get that too. And I'm very sympathetic. Um, and then there might be people who, you know, are kind of prescribed to the Orthodox Church already and they just want to grow their faith even more. And perfect. Now, regardless of where you are on that spectrum, I'm ho- I'm hoping that, like, you're at least walking away saying, wow, like, there's more things that I need to know, regardless of where you are. I don't care if you're just starting out. I don't care if you're, like way into the the church already you're like a deacon serving and all that stuff at the end of the day you know one book is not going to change your life and i would never claim that a book does that now if it has changed your mind your life wow 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 uh and, and on a serious note all praises to god like i'm glad like i was supposed to do it did something to your life but in all honesty, like I know a book cannot do that, right? Other than the Bible, of course. So the point of this chapter is to really start getting you to think about, all right, this book is at the end. Now, what's next? Like, what am I supposed to do next? And hopefully uh, we'll be talking about that for the remainder of the episode. The first thing is to continue learning. I, I think learning is important. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of learning in all aspects, right? And and the idea is, you know, we are expecting fast results with little effort. That's the type of generation we are, right? Everything is fast nowadays. Like we want things now, 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 now. I remember, <laughs> like 15 years ago, internet was so slow, right? Like back in the dial-up. I'm not exaggerating for all you gen- generation zeros, but it used to take me 15 minutes to turn on my computer and get live on the internet like 15 minutes sometimes even more you know compared to now like you just you know (laughs) look at the computer it turns on right so we've come to be a generation where we want everything now we want we try to have the same type of feeling and attitudes about our spiritual life. Why am I not spiritual? Why am I not with God? I went to church like twice this year, you know, and like, it just doesn't work that way. Like you have to put in effort. You have to be consistent and going over and over and, and doing that is what's going to make the change. In the, in the Bible, there's a story that I, I really kind of resonates with me. And that's in the first book, first uh, Samuel chapter three, first Samuel chapter three. And it, of course this it's about Samuel and 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 he was a young boy at the time serving a priest by the name of Eli and in this particular chapter we find Samuel sleeping he's he's gone he's sleeping in the middle of the night suddenly he hears a voice now naturally he thinks this is the voice of the priest so he gets up like the good kid that he is and he goes to the priest and he's like yo like what it is like I'm I was I was sleeping like what, what do you need Eli is like yo what are you talking about like leave me alone he, you know, he tells him, "Ain't nobody got time for this." I don't think he's used those words. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he said those exact words. But I feel like he was thinking it, so it's close enough, right? So then uh, Samuel goes back to bed. You guys know this story. Now, what amazes me in this is it says the Lord called again to Samuel, and again Samuel gets up. Like this is happening multiple times, right? 
In fact, we find out like uh, fast forward, like he finds out it's the word of God by the fourth time that he calls him. So repeatedly, he uh, he hears the voice of God. He doesn't know who it is. He thinks it's somebody. Else. He keeps getting up. Now imagine. It's in the middle of the night. Think about how cranky you might, you might be. Think about like, nah, man, like, that's it. I don't care anymore, right? So spiritual life could be that frustrating at times, like where you get up and you make an effort. You're like, okay, you know what? Like, this is it, right? We're going to pray about this. I'm going to read this book. I'm going to listen to this sermon and okay, transformation arrive. And then at the end of that, you might find yourself really... Maybe you got like one or two things out of it, but it's not where you thought that you were going to be. And that could be discouraging. And you're like, what's the point, right? Or in fact, if we were talking about sins, there are certain sins that we just can't seem to shake off. And we're like, okay, that's it. Like, I'm going to change this. That's it. Like, I'm going to pray. That's it. I'm going to confess. That's it. I'm going to do this and transformation will happen i believe with all my heart in all the places there you go and then come to find out you're not exactly where you thought you were and you keep falling to the same sin over and over and over and over again i heard this uh before in a sermon i think i've said it in this podcast before the devil gets you to believe that a sin is not a big deal so his first step is to tell you sin is not a big deal Come on, do it, do it. It's not a big, come on, come on, come on. Just do it, do it, do it, do it. You could do it. Come on, come on. It's not a bit. Everybody does it. Come on, everybody. Come on, just, just try it. Just a little bit, just a little bit. Just come on, come on. And then finally you're like, okay, like I can't, I can't deal with this. This is too much and you fall. Then you know what the devil says? I, I, I can't, I can't believe you did it. Oh my gosh, you did, you did it. You are a disgrace. You're not a man of God. You're not a person of faith. How dare you? Now God will never look at you again. Don't you dare claim to be a Christian. And he will get you to walk away. That's what the devil does. He engineers this. He's great at it. Now our job is to follow in the footsteps of Samuel. And keep getting back up. Even though we're tired. Even though we're sleeping. Sleeping. Every, anytime you hear somebody sleeping in the Bible. I shouldn't say anytime, but most of the time, it's it's a metaphor. It's skinny to mean they're not paying attention to what they need to be doing, right? Like it's kind of like a uh, a poetic way of like letting you know, like he's not on top of his game. So he woke up, meaning he realized that God was calling him. And sometimes we are sleeping. Do you see? We're sleeping. We're not really aware of what's happening. And sometimes we need to wake up. But that like getting up aspect needs to be repeated. Over and over and over again. And I guarantee you, each time you do it, it's going to be hard. So when it comes to this book, you've read this book, great. You've learned something, great. But after this, you've got to get up and keep moving forward. Maybe you didn't find all the answers that you thought you were going to find. Maybe there's still things about the Ethiopian Orthodox or Church that you're still not happy about. Keep pushing forward like Samuel until you are certain you have found God. Going all the way back to chapter four, getting right with God, I will guarantee you, you will discern the voice of God from the voice of the world. Once you find the word of God, the voice of God, I should say, there's no going back. Your life will be forever transformed. Now, 
only a certain group of people understand exactly what I mean. But there are times, at least once in your life, you will actually experience God's presence. And it's a beautiful thing. Again, in chapter 4, I talk about that time. It was when I was in that dorm room. I I will never uh, forget that experience where I got on my knee and I talked to God. And I knew for sure that I was going to start a new journey with him. Again, it doesn't mean that you're not going to fall. It doesn't mean you're not going to sin. But it is a new journey. The next thing that I think we need to keep in mind is the idea of coming back to the church coming back to spiritual life. So this is not something where, uh, and it goes back to the same thing that we're going, we were just talking about of consistency, but it's, 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 it's doing it over and over and over again. And in the book, I provide a formula, hard work plus consistency equals success. And I think that's true for all aspects and all aspects of life, but it's it's especially true for spiritual life. And most of the time, like we want to do the hard work, but we're not good at consistency. And we wonder why we're not successful at our spiritual life. Now, in previous podcasts, I've talked about this before. I am currently in school. I'm, I'm in a program. And the program that I'm in involves me taking a lot, a lot of languages, a lot of languages, ranging from Coptic. Yes, that is a language. <laughs> it's not just the church. Uh, to the Arabic language, to Greek, of course, to Giz, and so on and so forth. And God willing, I don't even know how many, how many more I'm going to learn. But the craziest thing I've learned about a language is, like, you can't do it in large chunks. Anybody who went to college, you remember that one crazy night that you had staying up all night. Maybe it's more than one. Some of you, like, it was like a, a routine. But, you know, you stay up right before the exam and you curse yourself. Like, why did I wait until the last minute to study? And then, you know, you pull all night or you go, you take your exam, you do it again the following month. Right. Like we've, we've been there. Now, language, you just cannot do that. You can't. I mean, you can pass an exam, but nothing will be retained. Let, let, let me explain. Let me explain. So for like when I was learning Coptic, I did Coptic for two years. And from all the languages that I've been exposed to, I would say Coptic is probably the easiest. It's easy and <laughs> it's a fun language. It's like a puzzle. It's, you know, anybody who's done Coptic knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's like prefixes and suffixes. And it's like putting words together and like these things and, and whatever you make sentences. It's like a game. Like it's, it's pretty fun. But when I was taking the class, it just so happened the format of the class was different and that we had one midterm and one final and that was it. So the way that I would practice for the class was I like I had a lot on my plate that semester when I was taking Coptic. And again, I took it for two years. And when I was taking it, I just had a lot, you know, and there was a midterm and a final. So what I did was a week, about a week, a week and a half before the midterm, I crammed like I studied so much. And then a week and a, or maybe like even like two weeks before the final, I crammed and I studied. Now I passed the class, but. I'm not sure exactly how much I've learned. Like if you, if I read a Coptic text, I don't know how many of it, like I would understand. Compare that with Arabic. Arabic is probably the hardest language I've ever learned next to Greek. Uh, but unlike the Coptic class, we had several quizzes. 
we had several exams. We had like homework every week. We had to talk about it and the teacher would call me in class, whatever. So I had to be prepared. So I wouldn't study as long and as much, but I would study about 20 minutes each day. Now, I've only done like a year, year and a half of Arabic, but I could get through a text pretty regularly. I'm good. And Arabic is difficult. Coptic, easy. But I understand less because I crammed. I just jammed most of it in one sitting. Whereas Arabic, I was doing small sittings consistently. And I get the language better. And I believe that's how our spiritual life works. And some of us want to treat it like those college classes. We want to cram as much as we can for our spiritual life. Of course, especially pre-COVID, I would see people in like cigarettes on Good Friday. And people would come and they would do like 2,000 cigarettes. And they think that's how somehow banking in for the next like year. And like you don't see people for in the church for another year and then come sick that they come and do another 2,000, right? Um, <laughs> but instead of doing like 2,000 sick in one day and thinking that that's how you're going to get closer to God, spending 10 minutes a day is more effective than your 2,000 or so cigarettes. Uh, side note, I do think you everybody needs to do cigarettes. I'm not downplaying cigarettes. That's prostration, by the way. But I'm, I'm, I'm just saying consistency is so important. Having God in your life every day is so important. And that's how you get closer with God. That is important to understand. The other thing is, and I had a very amazing conversation with a family friend the other day about the kingdom of heaven. And, and I feel like we lose sight of it. It's an actual place that exists, right? Like, like I said, I'm a student every day. I'm reminded I'm a student because I have homework. I have exams and stuff. So I live my life as a student. Like, that's what I do. I have papers and all this stuff. So each day I'm reminded about my status. What are we doing each and every single day to remind ourselves that we have a kingdom of heaven to go to? See, like that needs to be in our mind every single day. And unless we do that, of course, we're going to find it harder and harder to be connected with God and of course this formula works in the spiritual realm as well and we find the example of Saint Yared I talk about this again in the book because Saint Yared is a huge inspiration to me you guys know the story I don't want to get into it too much but obviously growing up as most of you guys may know he was not good at school he was not good at school right like he did pretty bad in school he had to actually run away I find that inspiring because as I was growing up I struggled in school particularly math and the irony behind that is, of course, my undergrad training is in mechanical engineering. So it's like, you know, the jokes is on them. But growing up, I struggled and people didn't think I was going to do very well in the future and all this stuff. So anybody, you know, listening out there who might be young and who might be struggling in school. Hey, don't worry. Things are going to get better. I promise. You just keep pushing forward and prove everybody wrong who's saying that you may not uh, succeed. Now, in the case of St. Yared, of course, you guys know the, the story. Uh, when he was sitting down, he saw a small insect attempting to climb up a tree. And the insect fell, but got back up. And that process repeated seven times. And when he saw the effort of the insect, that's when he said, if this little, like, till insect can do this repeatedly without giving up, he's like, why won't I keep pushing, right? Why won't I, uh, why do I get discouraged by failure in fact i should keep going forward and he went back he learned and it was this attitude that led him to be a pioneer of the ethiopian orthodox father church and of course 
we talk about yari davizema and all this stuff so again don't give up don't be frustrated because you're not like everybody else maybe you're going to church and people are talking about things and you just don't see eye to eye and and you're getting frustrated and you're like what are these people thinking and all this stuff but gotta keep moving forward pray learn grow on the other end of the spectrum is the problem of desensitization right and that's the idea of like getting used to jesus we get used to him like in the beginning we're hungry like there's um <laughs> There's this book that I once read t- that talks about different levels of Christianity. And it says the first level is the honeymoon phase. And this is when you were trying to find Jesus. And you're just hungry. You're just like, I want to learn more. Okay, I wanna, I'm going to listen to sermons. I'm going to listen to sermons and read a book while I pray. You know? And then you're just like, that's it. Like, I'm, I'm ready to go. And you're so excited. And then two, three years pass by. And then you get used to God. And that fire that you once had is gone. And then you could be standing right before the altar, uh, right before the, you know, liturgy. And you're, you have no feeling. And that fire is gone and you end up worrying, like, why am I not as zealous and, uh, you know, as excited as I once was? In Amharic, we say, literally, like your, your spiritual life just becoming dull, right? Uh, true story, true story. In the NBA, uh, there's a, a coach by the name of Pat Riley who uh, popularized the term the disease of more. And he was speaking on why uh, many teams, like in pro team, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, whatever, after winning a championship one year, are less likely to win it a second year. It happens, and I get it, like Chicago Bulls, LA Lakers, and all like, It happens, but it's not common. Right. And, and and usually a team, they win a championship in the following year. They, they, they can't seem to win. So when he was talking about this, Pat Riley says um, <laughs> the problem is not that the teams are changing. It's the same team. It's the same people. It's the same coach, the same game. Right. The game didn't change. What's changing is their attitude. You see, after they win championships, then they start making deals with like companies and they make commercials and they get money and they get girls and they get fame and they get attention and they're less focused they get more of the wrong things and less focus and that's kind of like what happens with us with with jesus right like we want more 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 jesus and when we're getting closer we tend to lose focus because we relax we we, we're no longer as focused as we once were and this is, of course, a huge problem. So we have to continue, regardless of however many years you've been in the church, make sure to be aware of it. Once you're aware of it, you know how to defend yourself against this spiritual dullness. The other thing is to change your mind. You have to be able to change your mind. And I know that sounds weird, but really, whatever you're thinking about will dictate how you act. Uh, this is another true story is when I was in uh, college, I remember I was giving a sermon and, and the, the, the college I went to was a college town and most of them were, you know, in their early 20s and, and late teens, let alone like anybody in their 40s or even Ethiopian. So one time, you know, I was giving a sermon and it just so happened that women in their late 60s or early 70s just popped into the Bible study. And I'm like, how did this happen? And in my head, I'm like thinking, okay, 
whatever you do, don't address it. Like, don't don't talk about it. Just act like everything is normal. Be inclusive. Like, don't be weird. And then as I'm thinking this, I end up saying, discover God before you're too old. And I'm like, how did, like, come on. Really? Like, what's wrong with me, right? And everybody in the room was shocked. And the reason why this happened is because, of course, I was thinking old and I said it. That's the action, right? So whatever you have in your mind, whatever you're thinking about is what's going to dictate your action. And again, it goes back to this idea of fixing your eyes on heaven. The kingdom of heaven is a real place. It's a place that we're going to go to. If you have, if you flood, if you if you just think about the kingdom of heaven and, and, and one day we will be with our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, I promise you things will get better. The next thing you should do is change your environment. Change your environment. Have you ever heard you are what you eat? I was like, what? How is that possible? But it's the same thing with spiritual life. Whatever spiritual food, spiritual in the sense of like you're not being closer with God, but there is a spiritual body and a fleshly body. And that spiritual, whatever you you feed it is what's going to happen. So if you're feeding it negative things, then your spiritual life will start being hurt. Unfortunately, what we want to do is when we come to God, instead of making the necessary changes, we want to just cover it up for the public and pretend like everything in the inside is okay, but that won't get us very far. Um, a few years back, there was a 22-year-old uh, kid, Wesley French, sold his pickup truck. But then, like, right after he sold it, he decided he wanted it back. He was like, mm, that, was, that was a good pickup truck. I need my pickup truck back. So what he decided to do was he muzzled up some friends and he went back to the new truck owner. He beat him up with a two by four and he got the car back and he had another getaway car and they stole it. And they even devised a plan for how to beat the state police for five hours. They did everything and they got away with it. He was like, I'm free. And then he was thinking, he was like, you know, I don't want to be caught. So he spray painted the car. So that nobody would ever find him again. Unfortunately, unfortunately, he forgot to change the license plate and he was caught. He was caught. That's what we try to do with our spiritual life. We get a spray paint. And we paint over what people can see and we, 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 we try to mask a false facade and, and put up a front without really changing the things that need to be changed, which is our hearts. Right, we spray paint our uh, the, our vocabulary. We spray paint our, uh, you know, the small things that we try to do, especially in front of people. But our hearts have to change in order to make a lasting effect. And of course, last but definitely not least, we have to keep praying, pray to get close to God. That is a prayer. Sometimes, like people are like, we I don't know how to pray. Like pray to get close to God. Pray so that God could teach you how to pray. Pray saying, I don't know how to pray. That in itself is a prayer, but just talk to God. Establish a relationship with him. Get to know him. God is amazing. He's your father. Talk to him. The challenge for this episode is writing five things that you've learned from this book. And please share, you know, with a friend and 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 make sure that you comment. And the last challenge is share this book with someone else if you think it was it was helpful. Share this book with a friend. So that brings us to the end.
of the season. Now, it's not completely over because I'm happy to announce that there are future projects in mind. In fact, some of them I'm sure you've already uh, been following up. I, you know, I want you to keep growing and there are methods and ways of doing that. Personally, uh, if you guys are following me on Instagram, that's at D-M-U-L-U-N-E-H. My first initial and my last name at D-M-U-L-U-N-E. You can follow me on Instagram and I, I post weekly Happy Monday series. And the purpose of the series is just to get us excited for, for the week. I also have a YouTube page. That's my first and last name. So you could follow me on different sermons that I post there, different uh, animation YouTube videos that I do and all this stuff. So there's ways to keep growing. So this is not a completely goodbye. I want us to stay in touch, you know, hopefully if you learn something. So if you go on YouTube, I, like I, I'm starting to make new animation videos that I think will help. And there's a lot of resources there. So there's a lot of things uh, happening now. I'm also very, very happy to announce that there may be a new book coming. There may be. You're just going to have to wait and see. I can't tell you a period. I mean, it's, it's you know, don't ask me when, but just, you know, from time to time, just, just be on the lookout for that. The last thing I want to say is, and I haven't really done anything like this um, so far, but I do want to ask for your help. Some of these projects that that I am working on are very, very expensive. We're talking to thousands of dollars. Again, I don't know if you guys have seen the latest YouTube animated video that I released, but that alone was $1,200. And it's 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 a bit pricey to do the projects because I'm I'm like funding it myself and, and you know all through the grace of God but to continue doing that on a on a student budget <laughs> is not ideal right so um, including this podcast who I have an amazing uh, sound engineer who you know edits it for me and all this stuff that is costly um, so I do need support. If you guys are able to, I would really appreciate if you guys can make donations. Uh, I do have a patrons page. That's patron.podbean.com forward slash Dawit Muluna. That's patron.podbean, P-O-D-B-E-N dot com forward slash D-A-W-I-T-M-U-L-U-N-E-H. Uh, I would appreciate your contributions. Again, these things are going into like uh, making sure um, that we have the resources to do the future projects. There are also other resources out there. It's not just me doing things. That like Things have changed, and thank God for that, right? So number one, of course, there's YOTC, which I'm very proud to say I'm a member of. And if you go to YOTC.org, there's a lot of resources there that you can find. I'm also happy to say that YOTC has started a podcast. I, I think they have like four or five or six episodes. I don't exactly remember the number, but uh, you can go there and and, and, and watch it and, and, and hear the podcast. I mean, it's amazing. So there are ways to stay connected. Uh, of course, there's also UOTY. That's United Orthodox Sohadu Church. UOTY. You can find more about them on UOTY.org. It's being run by our father, Kassis Saifa Selassie. 
And um, there's also Diakon Ephraim, who's they're doing an amazing job by gathering the youth. There's also Diakon Gorgorios, uh, who has like a YouTube page that he's, you know, uh, posting amazing videos on there. So there are many, many sources out there that I think we can all listen to and, and, and be a part of. We don't, there, there's just a lot of resources out there. So make sure that you're a part of that. I'm also excited to announce uh, Proverbs 31 squad. This is specifically for the young girls out there who want a community to talk about womanhood. Um, what does it mean to be a virtuous woman? That's kind of like the idea. You could find more about it uh, through Instagram at Proverbs 31 squad. That's Proverbs 31 squad. Uh, make sure that you go and follow that. So there's a lot of resources out there. And of course, I have to mention STSA, that's St. Timothy and St. Athanasius Coptic Orthodox Church. That's stsa.church. And you can uh, listen to more sermons from Father Anthony and and, and, and continue to grow. Um, these are the resources out there. I hope that you will continue to listen. I hope that you will continue to follow and uh, stay tuned for future projects. It's not over. For he who has inspired me to begin, who helped me begin and finish, for the magnificent God, may all glory be given to him. Thank you.